You're now listening to the Stouffville Pentecostal Church audio podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Our message today was preached by our lead pastor, Pastor Jeff Laird. Have a listen. We're going to continue this week in our First John series. We've been in a series uh, going through the book of First John. Four times, John says, I am writing, I'm writing these things to you. The first one is, I'm writing these things to you so that your joy will be full. Uh, last week, we, we talked about, I'm writing to you these things so that you will not sin. And this is part three today. I, I want to get right into it today. Uh, I want to read just a, a little, a lengthier a portion of Scripture, but I think that it's important that you see this and uh, read along with me. First John chapter 2, verse 18. Dear children, the last hour is here. You have heard that the Antichrist is coming, and already many such Antichrists have appeared. From this we know that the last hour has come. These people left our churches, but they never really belonged with us. Otherwise, they would have stayed with us. When they left, it proved that they did not belong with us. But you are not like that, for the Holy One has given you His Spirit, and all of you know the truth. So I am writing to you not because you don't know the truth, but because you know the difference between truth and lies. So, and who is a liar? Anyone who says that Jesus is not the Christ, anyone who denies the Father and the Son is an antichrist. Anyone who denies the Son doesn't have the Father either, but anyone who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. So you must remain faithful to what you have been taught from the beginning. If you do, you will remain in fellowship with the Son and with the Father. And in this fellowship, we enjoy the eternal life he promised us. And here it is, our third one in our series. I am writing these things to warn you about those who want to lead you astray. But you have received the Holy Spirit, and he lives within you. So you don't need anyone to teach you what is true, for the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know, and what he teaches is true. It is not a lie. So just as he has taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ. Amen. May the Lord help us this morning as we go through this scripture. John says that he's writing this to warn believers about false teachers and the beliefs that they're trying to pass around to others as truth. And I got thinking about this, you know, um, about truth and uh, like what's authentic and what's not authentic. And today we're going to be talking about, I, I entitled the sermon, Genuine versus Counterfeit. And I read a story about this guy who went to the Bank of Canada to learn about counterfeit money. And he, he, he learned this truth, that the more you know the real thing, the easier it is to spot the fake. So he, went to, he goes to the Bank of Canada, it's a true story, he goes to the Bank of Canada to learn about counterfeit money, and uh, he, he was told that the training uh, for the people who work there actually begins with genuine money. Uh, they look at it, there's four steps. They look at it, they feel it, they tilt it uh, at different angles, and number four, they look through the bill. They look through it. So these are the four steps 
that they were teaching and training their employees uh, to go through to confirm if a bill was real. There's too many counterfeits to try to get to know all the counterfeits. So what they were doing was they were getting familiar with the real thing so that they could easily detect any counterfeit that didn't feel or look or, or, or just uh, have the right angles uh, as the genuine bill. So the more you know the truth, the more you know the real thing, the easier it is to spot the fake. We have to be growing in knowledge, folks. We have to be growing in spiritual discernment so that we can recognize something when we hear something, when we see something, and it, it doesn't feel right, if, if it doesn't sound right, then we have to know that. We have to be filled with the real thing. And the more we are, the easier it'll be to detect the fake. Hebrews chapter 5, look at these verses, verse 13 and 14. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. Spiritual discernment is a sign of maturity that we we ought to be growing in this. Uh, and how do we do it? Well, we grow by filling our minds and hearts with the Word of God and with the Holy Spirit. We don't want the counterfeit stuff. We don't want to listen to the counterfeit stuff. We don't want to be distracted or taken down a path that uh, God doesn't want us to go. We have to be able to discern the truth. And the more we put the truth in us through the Word and the power of the Spirit, the easier it will be for us to know the difference. From the earliest days of the church, false teachers were creating problems. It happened almost right from the beginning. And even when Paul was saying goodbye to the elders in the Ephesian church, he warned them about the false teachers that were going to come their way. He said this in Acts chapter 20, verses 29 to 31. He said, I know that false teachers like vicious wolves, will come in among you after I leave, not sparing the flock. Even some men from your own group will rise up and distort the truth in order to draw a following. Watch out. Remember the three years I was with you, my constant watch and care over you night and day, and my many tears for you. Paul was really, really concerned that after he left, after he got after he taught them the truth and the real thing, that false teachers were going to come in and try to lead them down another path. He also said this to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. Timothy's a young pastor, and he, and, he, and he tells him much the same thing. He says, now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last times, some will turn away from the true faith. They will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. Could you imagine? This is what he says to Timothy. So Paul's really concerned about it. John is really concerned about it too. And we see it here in 1 John chapter 2. He says in the passage, basically, listen, there are two forces at work uh, on the earth even today. And um, we're going to just look at those briefly. And he also sort of wrapped up by pointing us towards what our personal responsibility is in regards to what's going on in our world. So the first thing he says is this. 
the one force that's at play at, in our world today, he's, he calls it the spirit of Antichrist. Now, Antichrist simply means instead of or against. That uh, Obviously, the Antichrist is setting himself up instead of Christ. He's, he wants to take his power. He's against Christ. So, anti is, is just instead of or against. Um, when John says Antichrist here, he's not referring to the one Antichrist who will rise to prominence uh, in the last days, but he's referring to those who are being inspired by the spirit of Antichrist. And there are those then and now who still and continue to stand against Christ, who are anti-God, who are against Jesus in all ways. They want to be in his place of authority. They want to deny him and spread that denial among others. Look at, this is what John uh, explained a little bit further in chapter 4, verse 3. But if someone claims to be a prophet and does not acknowledge the truth about Jesus, that person is not from God. Such a person has the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard is coming into the world and indeed is already here. John says it's already here. And Paul goes on to indicate, there's so many things we could talk about, but Paul goes on to indicate in 2 Timothy 3 that this Antichrist spirit is likely to increase and get worse as the return of Jesus gets closer. You know, you can see so many examples of this throughout our history and even to this day. It was, you know, the spirit of Antichrist that was operating when Herod, who wanted to kill baby Jesus, put to death all the male children under the age of two in Bethlehem. A pure evil thing that was inspired by the spirit of Antichrist. The spirit of Antichrist was operating when Hitler was trying to wipe out the Jewish people. It's anti-God and anti-Jesus. You know, you can see it operating in our world now. Right now, there is good and evil alive in our world. And if we open our eyes, it doesn't take too long to find it. The spirit of Antichrist shows itself in sometimes obvious opposition to God, and sometimes it shows itself in subtle ways, trying to replace God or to do away with him completely, but it's done in more of a tricky, sneaky sort of a way, more subtle. This is what Paul warned the Ephesians and all of us about in chapter 6. He informed us that for we're fighting, we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. We have to continue to remind ourselves that the battle is not against people. We tend to look at people and think the battle is against people, but really it's against the evil antichrist spirit that is working to hurt and deceive and to lead astray all the people that God loves and all the people that Jesus died for. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. See, we must know the truth because that is what sets people free. The truth 
not just it, it not only sets people free, but it keeps people free. Someone said amen. It keeps us free. It, it's not always easy to detect the counterfeit. Matthew chapter 24, Jesus said this, for false messiahs and false prophets will rise up and perform great signs and wonders so as to deceive, if possible, even God's chosen ones. See, I have warned you about this ahead of time. Jesus himself knew, of course, that it was coming. You know, you can see even right from the beginning how the enemy uses subtlety to trick us. Adam and Eve were not tricked with obvious opposition. They were tricked and led astray by subtle persuasion, and they fell for it. See, something can sound good. It can, it can, it can be appealing to us in some way, but there's a lot of counterfeit out there, and it will hurt us in the end. It is worthless, it is fake, and it is not truth. This is a reality that is going on still today. And knowing the truth of the word and having the discernment that comes from the Holy Spirit is two ways to combat the spirit of Antichrist and to detect the genuine uh, versus the counterfeit. The other force at play in our world, John says, is the Holy Spirit. It's kind of like, you know, sometimes we see in cartoons or or jokes, you know, we have uh, the, the little devil on this shoulder and the angel on this shoulder. It's the, it's the battle of good and evil. John calls it the spirit of Antichrist and then, of course, the spirit of the Almighty God, the Holy Spirit. Look at 1 John 2, 20 and 21. But you are not like that, for the Holy One has given you his spirit and all of you know the truth. So I am writing to you not because you don't know the truth, but because you know the difference between truth and lies. And then jump down to verse 26 and 27. It says, I'm writing these things to warn you about those who want to lead you astray. But you have received the Holy Spirit and he lives in you, so you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. For the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know, and what he teaches is true. It's not a lie. So just as he taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ. So he's saying this. He's saying, listen, folks, our greatest asset in dealing with, with the real versus counterfeit, genuine versus, uh, you know, versus fake, is the Holy Spirit. He is with us. He is in us. Some versions of what we just read in John 2 will say, you have the anointing from the Holy Spirit on you. That we have the Holy Spirit in us. He has anointed us. He is with us. He is for us. Look at in John chapter 14, verse 26. He wrote, but when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. And then one chapter later, 1526, he says, but I will send you the advocate, the spirit of, say it with me, truth. He will come to you from the Father and will testify all about me. The Holy Spirit will testify 
to us. He will teach us the truth about Jesus. He will lead us to truth, for he is the spirit of truth. He does not lie. He cannot lie. He only leads us and points us in the right direction. He doesn't make false claims. He doesn't deceive us in any way. He does not try to point or rise up anybody with glory except Jesus himself. He always points us back to Jesus. He is the spirit of truth. Isn't that an awesome title? When we combine the word of God with the spirit of God, it is a powerful force that will always direct us the right way. Come on now, that's good. Make sure that sinks in today. When you combine the word of God with the spirit of God, it will always point you in the right direction. John is not saying, by the way, when he says he'll teach you truth, he's he's not saying that, you know, he's going to teach us the truth about all the mysteries of the universe. That's not what he's talking about. He's just saying he's going to give you the discernment you need to know the truth and to identify the genuine versus the counterfeit. When you hear ideas about Jesus, when you see people teaching things or doing things and you feel something in your heart that it's the Holy Spirit warning you saying, don't do it, don't listen. Listen to me, listen to what the word says. Listen to what you were taught at the beginning. John is very concerned about us getting the truth about Jesus. See, for him, it was all about Jesus, and it is still all about Jesus. He wanted to make sure that he, the Gnostics are wrong. Jesus wasn't just spirit. You know, he wasn't just man. He was both, and we have to get that right. Anything that takes us away from that, John is saying, is false teaching and is coming from the spirit of the Antichrist. He's saying, listen, Jesus is the key. He's the key to life. He's the Christ, the son of the living God. He's the word of life. He's the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John's saying, listen, I knew him. I heard him. I touched him. I watched him. I lived with him. I traveled with him. I saw him. He is God and he is man. He is unique and he's sinless. He gave his life to pay for our sins. He came into this world not to condemn the world, but to save the world. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the door. He is the light of the world. He is the bread of life. He is the true vine. He is the resurrection and the life. And don't let anybody take anything away from who he really is. Somebody said amen. That was weak, guys. Help me out now. Come on now. Somebody at home is saying it. Listen, don't let anybody add to or subtract anything from Jesus. He is the one, and he is the key. When John says in verse 27, by the way, you don't need anybody to teach you, he doesn't mean that you never need teachers. That doesn't lead us into this this weird, you know, uh, this weird sort of a spiritual thing, and it leaves us open to being deceived. He's, he, he, he was their teacher, for goodness sakes, and he's writing them this letter to teach them. So that's clearly not what he's saying. He's just simply making the point 
that you don't need new teaching on this. You don't need a teacher to come and to try to say, I have new revelation, new information, things that you weren't taught before, and something that will take you away from who Jesus Christ really is. He's saying you don't need new teaching about Jesus. You don't need a different gospel than the one that you've already received. He says, listen, you already know the difference between truth and lies. Stand on it. Remain faithful to it. This is the truth, and the truth is what has set you free, and the truth is what will keep you free. And so he, he was very, very, very passionate throughout 1 John about false teachers and making sure that they weren't leading people down the wrong road. So there are two forces in our world the spirit of Antichrist, and the spirit of the Lord. One will lead us to deception and to bondage, and the other one will lead us to truth and to freedom. And we can detect the difference by growing in our knowledge of the Word of God and by growing in our discernment, which comes to us as we seek to be led by the Holy Spirit. Listen, it's okay to just say, Holy Spirit, I need you to sensitize me. I need to hear your voice through the din and, and the noise of this world. I, I need to know what you want me to do. I need to know what you're asking me. I, I need to hear the truth from you. Sensitize my heart. Sensitize my mind. And as I learn Scripture and learn your principles Lord, pour, fill me with the Spirit so that I might know the real and, and disregard what is counterfeit. We have to grow in this. We have to be led by the Holy Spirit. So if you have any doubts about anyone or anything as, as, as we go through uh, our lives, you have to take your time, please. Take your time. Pray. Ask the Holy Spirit for guidance. Ask him for wisdom and wait until he shows you the right way to go for he will do it. He is faithful. Look at these two quick little verses in Proverbs 3. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. And James said something similar in James 1. He said, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Two forces in our world today and we want to be able to know the difference. Lastly, he points us, and just quick as we close here, he points us to our personal responsibility as we're dealing with these forces that are at work in our world. He says, remain faithful. It's, it's the one thing that we're called to do, to remain faithful. Look at 1 John chapter 2, verse 24. He says, so you must remain faithful to what you've been taught from the beginning. If you do, you will remain in fellowship with the Son and with the Father. And in this fellowship, we enjoy the eternal life that he's promised us. 
for us to continue to grow, for us to continue to mature in our relationship with Jesus, we have to remain faithful. We have to remain faithful to the truth that we've been taught from the beginning. Many of you today that are watching and listening to this sermon have been taught the truth. Many of you know the difference between truth and lies. And John is encouraging us, and I'm passing on his encouragement for all of us. Let's remain faithful to that. Let's not get swayed. Let's not get pulled to the left or to the right by things that will take us away from the pure gospel and from the truth about who Jesus is. He says, if you remain faithful to the, to the real, to the genuine, to the good stuff that you've been given, he said, if you do, you'll enjoy fellowship with God. You'll enjoy fellowship with the Father and with the Son, and it will lead you to receiving eternal life. False teachers or pressure from society, they can't influence us or, or, or make us compromise in our faith. We know who he is. Come on. We know what he's done, and we know what the future is for those who remain faithful to him. John reminds us, please, remain faithful. Remain faithful to the truth. Don't get caught up in the nonsense. Stay faithful to the truth. It will keep you connected. It will keep us connected to the Father, and it will lead us to eternal life. We have to... Stay faithful. And the other thing that goes along with staying faithful is really sharing the truth. Part of staying faithful to the truth is being men and women of God, being led by the Spirit, is having the ability and the desire to share the truth that we have been given. We have to share the truth with those that don't know it. We have to do it with gentleness. We have to do it with respect. We have to do it with compassion, but we have to do it. We have to stay faithful and stay on point and stay on mission. He has given us a mission. He's saying, stay faithful, but man, make sure you're spreading the truth and defeating the lies everywhere you go. John is so passionate about believers knowing the truth. You can almost hear the passion as, these, as, as you read these words, and, and I just feel the heart of John just, just so wanting people to get this. As the last days are upon us, there is going to be a lot of noise. There is going to be confusion. There is going to be false teachers that rise up even from among the church. There will be deception. There will be false arguments that come our way through social media and interaction that we will be bombarded with. And we have to know the difference between the genuine and the counterfeit. Ephesians chapter 4, we'll finish with this then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever that they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love. You get that? Speak the truth in love growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. Amen. 
I am writing these things to you, John says, to warn you about those who want to lead you astray. Don't listen to the spirit of the Antichrist. Listen to the word and to the spirit of the Almighty God. He will remind us of what Jesus said. He will remind us of who Jesus is. He will glorify Jesus and point us to truth and freedom and keep us in a place of victory. We must stay faithful to that truth and that truth alone. God's people said amen. Let's bow together and we're going to close our service with this prayer, but also lead us into a time of communion and hopefully you have your emblems ready and uh, we'll, we'll close with that. But let's bow and just give this word to the Lord. So Father, your word has been delivered. It's clear what you're saying to us this morning through this book of 1 John. I am writing this to you to warn you about those who want to lead you astray. Lord, I pray a covering over our church, a covering over all of our people, in fact, over all the children of God across the world today. May we be men and women of the Holy Spirit. May we know, Lord, the truth. May we understand the genuine versus the counterfeit. And may, Lord, we be growing in our knowledge of the word, and may we be growing in our sensitivity Lord, in, in power and in discernment in the Holy Spirit so that, Father, when those two things are combined, the Word of God with the Spirit of God, it is a powerful force that will always point us in the right direction. So I pray that over each individual today, over our church, over the church of Jesus Christ. Lord, as we face difficult days and unique challenges and frustration, and we look around our world and see, Father, that we are living in the, in, the, in the end days. Help us to remain faithful to you. Help us not, Lord, to lose track of who you are and how great you are and what the future is for those who remain faithful to you. So help us and bless us. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you today. We're going to have communion, but just before we do, if you're watching today and you don't know Jesus, you don't have a relationship with him, if you're watching on the streaming site, I encourage you, please click that prayer button. We have some great people who would love to meet you, talk to you, pray with you, and interact with you. If you're watching on YouTube today, reach out on to our church website. You can send us a prayer request. Uh, all of our information is there. And we would love to point you to the truth of Jesus. He, it, it's not a religion. I say this a lot, but it's important to understand. It's not a religion. It's a relationship. And those of us who have found him have discovered that he's the greatest thing we know. He's the greatest person we have. He's the greatest friend. And he has made us better. He has transformed us, changed us. And now we live to serve him. We live to please him. 
and we're happy to do so. Not because of religious obligation, but because he loves us first. We love him now, and we want to give our lives to him. Thanks for listening to Stovall Pentecostal Church Audio Podcast. For more information about Stovall Pentecostal Church, including service times, please visit our website at www.spcfamily.ca. Have a good week and God bless.